Auto sind. And now, meanwhile, 22 pages later, with your host, The Cap, Mike the Finance Guy, and Ralph the Tech. So, here we are, back in the same place, doing the same thing, except a different subject. Wait, so then it wouldn't be the same thing, would it? <laughs> I'm sorry, I guess I'm just losing my mind with all this quarantine stuff coming ahead. But let me not be negative. I'm just so happy that you guys are here. Welcome to a delirious edition of Meanwhile, 22 Pages Later, episode 179. I'm one of your hosts, The Cap. And with me, as always, is the man who knew how to put a mask on correctly, but we were just hoping it would slow down his mouth. No such luck. MFG, Mike the Finance Guy. Watch the skies everywhere. Keep looking. Keep watching the skies. War of the Worlds? Nope. Um, the one where the they remaked it with Keanu Reeves, the guy that comes. Oh, um, the day that the Earth stood still, or yeah, that one. No, but it was, but they did remake this movie actually enough. But uh, no, this is the thing from another world, which was remade as the thing. Oh, okay. At first, I was all excited. I was like, "Holy shit, he's got it!" Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> almost. And just like. Excitement fails, but you know, it yeah. happens. It's okay. And our other illustrious host is a man that has a beard so thick, people still think it's an actual mask. RT squared, Ralph the Tech. You don't know how many times I walk into stores and that just lets me through. Right, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the other day while I was coming up with a cure for COVID, didn't work though, a uh, thought occurred to me. One day, you will literally give your last fuck. Huh. Wow. That's just morbid, dude. That was just really morbid. Where did, you, did you really sit down and think about that? That's really fucked up. Listen, momentum mori, bitches. Momentum mori. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. All right. So enough of the freaking the downtrodden, depressing stuff. Today, <clears throat> we're going to try to see what happens when the movies Ghostbusters and the cable guy have a baby. Not really, but I thought it'd be a good intro. We'll be discussing the Amazon Prime series, Truth Seekers, complete with subtitles. <laughs> but first, let's see how quick the quick news actually is. Mike usually asks us to not interrupt, but what the fuck fun is that? So here's Mike and the quick news. And now, the quick news with Mike the Finance Guy. And Ralph and Cap. Well, an unusual start to the quick news is I have a confession to make. What? Yes. It's been seven years that we've been doing this podcast, and during those seven years, I've constantly been 26. And it's time, with my birthday being tomorrow, to admit the truth that I started this podcast when I was 20, and I will be 27 on my birthday. Thank you all for being there. And I apologize again for having deceived you for seven years. Thank you. Thank you very much. No, shut up. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Ralph. Thank you. Unless Gabe, shout out to Super Gabe, and shout out to anybody else who counted incorrectly Mike's age, unless they're in charge, you know, 27. But it is your birthday, and that's awesome. It's true that it's my birthday, but it's also true that 
I am 27. So all of you listeners out there, just let it be known, I finally owned up. It was my deep, dark secret all these years. Well, if it's true that you're 27, then it's true that I'm God's gift to women. I'm not even going to go into deep there and are dark some... because just, yeah. you know, it's not Saturday night. So. <laughs> there are some truths, though, that do need to be questioned, Mr. Tech. Anyway, on with the actual quick news. Oh, uh, the God. <laughs> the CW is losing yet another superhero franchise. The fourth season of Black Lightning will be its last. Uh, executive producer Salim Akil thanked the cast and crew for all the love and hard work in a written statement. Quote, the love that all comic book fans around the globe have shown this series over the past three seasons proved that we imagined, uh, that what we imagined, excuse me, black people want to see themselves in all their complexities. Thank you to the phenomenal cast, writers, and crew without whom none of this would have been possible. I'm incredibly proud of the work we've been able to do and the moments we've been able to create in bringing DC's first African-American family of superheroes to life for the culture, end quote. Akil also thanked Greg Belante and the CW Network and others for their partnership. There will be a spinoff from the series starring Jordan Calloway as uh, Khalil Payne, a.k.a. Painkiller. So, I mean, there's that. Yeah. Uh, Nah. <laughs> I mean, now, mind you, I stopped watching Black Lightning for the last season. For the last for the season that just passed, I, I didn't get to really watch it. It's actually um, good. I mean, I heard that it's really good. Yeah, know, and that and that it's its own separate thing from the rest of the universes. You know, well, but, I like, mean, stories. stories well, remember, not stories no, 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 not anymore. Remember, ever since the crisis, they're now all the same Earth. Yeah, but it's part of the same season, you know. Um, pre right. pre and post crisis is right. is same season, so that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like the storytelling, you know, was its own thing, even though he's included in the universe. Oh now. yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of sad to hear about that, you know. Him yeah. a stiff running ass, but you know, <laughs> I like him. I just <laughs> I don't know, no, I definitely like him. I like I like the show. It had a rough start, but I did grow to like the show a lot. Right. Oh so. man, that's so yeah, sad. Man. What else you got, Mike? righty. from your console playing to your streaming binging. HBO has greenlit a series order for the, an adaptation of Naughty Dog's The Last of Us. For the hoes at home, the PlayStation franchise hit takes place 20 years after modern civilization has been destroyed. Joel, a hardened survivor, is hired to smuggle Ellie, a 14-year-old girl, out of an oppressive quarantine zone. What starts as a small job soon becomes a brutal, heartbreaking journey as they both must traverse across the U.S. and depend on each other for survival. Now, so far, no actors nor release dates have been announced. Interesting, interesting. The only thing I would say is that it sucks that Ashley Johnson is so old she can't play a 14-year-old girl because she did the voice acting for her in the game and she mm -hmm. was phenomenal. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, well. She'll well, I mean, you yeah. have that. <laughs> she'll always have the game. Just <laughs> <laughs> keep your old ass at home, Ashley. No, I'm kidding. No, no yeah, she, it would be great, great. I'm sure to have the, the same person, yeah. but... And another celebrity we can't have because of Mike. Thanks. No, forget well, that. There, Mike? She's forgiving. <laughs> okay. Okay, pre-birthday boy. What else you got there? All right. And last but not least. Oh, shit. It is quick. <laughs> on the last episode of As the DC Superhero Movies Turn, the non-existent Justice League, the Snyder Cut, which is still awaiting archaeological discovery, has done what very few films have dared to do before. In an attempt to turn off more viewers, the egomaniacal director is adding Jared Leto's Joker from the much maligned Suicide Squad to his four-part shindig. Snyder admits that Leto's Joker was never part of his original vision, but the villain will receive a road-weary makeover and could possibly be teamed up 
with Batman in the HBO Max cut. Now, will adding the emo clown Prince of Crime be the missing link to make the movie a must-see? Or is Leto's limp ha 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 a half-baked, half-brained money grab of celluloid destruction? For the answer to these and other important questions, tune in next time when Peg Lake Rosa, Hacienda Falls' last grizzled buccaneer and international baker, is asked why her apple pie costs $8 in Jamaica and $12 in Antigua. Pegley Rosa slams her hooked hands on the counter and says, because those are the pie rates of the Caribbean. I can't stand you. I love you, but I can't stand you. (laughs) Always keep you guessing by the end. (laughs) The puns make me stronger. Yes. Yes, they do. I'm a dad, so I live on puns. So that's all the quick news? That is all the quick news. All right, pretty quick. Um, Ralphie Boy, any quick news? Um, yes, there's actually something I recently learned. Ooh, I, hope, all right. I hope it's not something that Mike said in the past. Um, but in the Probably sec- is, but let's go. That I'm 26? No, I just confessed to being 27, so go on there. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's that, and there's also in the uh, upcoming Captain Marvel 2 movie that is releasing at some point in the future, uh, right. the, the villain will be Rogue. And I'm sorry? Rogue of X-Men. For the Captain oh, Marvel oh, movie. Yeah, but, for... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm thinking Shazam. That's why I'm getting lost. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, why? I'm like, who's she playing? <laughs> Mike, gotcha. Mike, in Mike's heart, Captain Marvel will always be Shazam. Yeah. <laughs> Just to clarify. Like a little bit lost there. Okay, yeah. No, I, I mean, I haven't mentioned it, but I had heard about that, but I didn't hear much more about what they plan on doing with that. There's, there's, not much, there's not much talk yet, but they are... Um, there's theories of... Because they're going to have her come in as the villain, and then, of course, there's going to be a fight with uh, Captain Marvel and Rogue, and then Rogue is going to take her powers, and this of way course. they're going to start rebooting some of the X-Men into the MCU. Well, I, I can't believe that's going to be the first. I do wonder if WandaVision will introduce mutants first. I do wonder that. I don't well, know. There's, yeah, there's, there's, they're saying that because of whatever happens in WandaVision is what causes mutants to okay. come. Okay, cool. Very nice. Yeah. I'm very interested. I'm so glad that they chose that as one of the entry stories to the mutant verse. That'd be kind of cool. Right. And, and, and also, now that with you, with hope, we won't have a depowered rogue when we actually get to the X Men. Yeah, that's that's the whole yes. reason that because um, they weren't able to actually bring in Captain Marvel in the X Men movies, you had a sort of depowered rogue, and and but now you will be able to fully utilize the character and a character who was actually introduced in Avengers comics first before right. she was an X Men. Exactly. I'll say this. I'll say this though. You're absolutely right. But the one thing I'll say is they could have easily, they could have made Rogue powerful. You didn't need yeah. Captain Marvel. All you she had to just... do was touch on to some mutant that had the ability of invulnerability and flight. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, or, literally, or she, that's what they had to do. You know? or, or she, or she had that power from jump. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like she could have had. But either way, I'm happy to hear about it. I, yeah. I mean, I love that storyline. So it's gonna be kind of cool. All right. I know. I have no quick news, but um. Did I surprise we'll you, some... Cap? Mm-hmm, you did. Yes, you did. And that was really good, too. It was a good gem. I'm full of surprises. Yes, you are today. You are. All right, so let's get into the main part of the show. Let's talk about the show that I was sitting here. I'm like, are we watching BBC? But we're not. We were watching Amazon Prime. And the show was called Truth Seekers. 
And with the synopsis, it's the guy who literally just stopped talking. MFG, Mike the Finance Guy, with those strong jaws he has. He talks a lot. <laughs> in all honesty, Ralph was the one that stopped talking before me. So That's there, true. in your face. Oh. Nah. <laughs> Anyhow, Truth Seekers is a British comedy horror series that was released via Amazon Prime Video on October 30th of 2020. The series was created by Nick Frost, Simon Pegg, James Serafinowitz, and Nate, I'm sorry, Nat Saunders. Truth Seekers had an eight-episode run, and all episodes were released same day for binge-watching aficionados. The series has a Rotten Tomatoes rating of 79% with an audience of 88, and Metacritic score of 60 out of 100 with an audience of 74 out of 100. Wow. Okay. All righty. If there's something strange in the neighborhood, who are you going to call if the Ghostbusters are busy? If you're seeing things running through your head, who are you going to call when the Ghost Facers are having email arguments in front of Sam and Dean? Well, you call Smile, Britain's number one mobile network and internet provider, and hopefully you'll get Gus and his new recruit, Elton John. The two blokes from the big smoke stumble upon an apocalyptic conspiracy so ludicrous that it'll probably be part of Trump's tweets by morning. An ardently admired doctor of the paranormal plans to use centuries-old black magic and high-tech wizardry to mind control and head explode dozens of followers in a Hail Mary pass at immortality. Meanwhile, in an attempt to prevent cranial blitzkrieg, the truth seekers expand their numbers and internet viewership with the addition of Gus's cantankerous father-in-law, Elton's agoraphobic sister, and a nervous, pixie-like woman tormented by specters. It's a merry ride through merry old England, full of dry wit that even us uncultured colonists will find enjoyable, but with enough creepiness that it will make you wonder about your friend that always suffers from red eye in photos. Ah. It's starring Nick Frost as Gus Roberts, Emma Darcy as Astrid, Samson Kayo as Elton John, uh, Malcolm McDowell as Richard, Simon Pegg as Dave, Susie Wakoma as Helen, Julianne Barrett as Dr. Peter Toynbee, and Rosalie Craig as Emily Roberts. All right. So let's start talking about it. Let's start talking about Amazon Prime show, Truth Seekers. But before we even do that, let's press that spoiler button that we've paid so much money for and give people the heads up. Warning, the following segment contains information that may ruin your enjoyment of the media in review. So if you believe this might upset you, piss off you wanker. Ah, that's what I'm talking about. And that spoiler warning was brought to you by Steve Francis of Stush Productions. Stush. Five, five, seven, nine, Stush. Five, five. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's talk about Truth Seekers. All right. So um, what's interesting is that this is a different show than usually what's on. Not, not different in regards to the type of show Prime is because Prime has just a wide array, a, a, a wide array of um, different types of shows. Mm-hmm. But like I said, it felt very BBC for me. And I think also because... they're English. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can watch some English shows. You're like, oh, it doesn't feel that like... like I knew that I needed for for me, I needed subtitles. I really? Had to, yeah. Oh, they yeah. weren't doing anything that that strange. No, I know. The I accents know weren't the, even that thick. They, they were thick yeah. enough. I, I, I mean, and mind you, um, it's not like the volume was down on my on my um, on my TV or anything. I just couldn't grasp onto the to the language quick enough. I don't know what was going on with me. It's called um, old so, age. Uh, a tech, I think we should just get him that box of Q-tips for Christmas a little bit earlier. <laughs> no, I, I got a whole ear cleaning system. 
<laughs> right. Now, did this, let me ask you, because we know Simon Pegg's involved, um, did this feel like Hot Fuzz and all of those other types of movies, or did it feel like, <clears throat> or did this series have its own kind of, you know, feel to it? Because I, I, I heard Simon Pegg and Nick Frost is there, and I kind of, you know, I guess I associate them with that particular group of, you know, you know, films. Mm-hmm. But did it did it feel that way, or was it just a total different vibe? Even though the 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 theme of the of the show is on creepy and like Shaun of the Dead. I, don't know. I I mean, it felt like it, but it just felt lighter version to me. I mean, it's just the way those two write, right? You know. Yeah, I have to agree. There there were moments where like you could take a scene and put it into Hot Fuzz. And it'll probably work great in the same way, or and vice versa. Um, but this did feel a little bit lighter, and it. it what I liked uh, is that just the feeling alone, like at the end of the episode, at the end of every episode, you kind of feel, um, you feel good. You don't feel scared or anything. You like you're like, oh wow, like I feel like this episode was well resolved. There were some mm-hmm. questions at the end of every episode, but right, the feeling right. of it was very light and like. Okay, we've we've gone through this journey, and now we're at the end. We'll see you next time. Right. Well, yeah, there was no cliffhangers between each one. Like you said, there was just unresolved issues that you know would go from another episode to another episode until it culminated towards the end. Yeah. Um, right. I wouldn't say like they're not self-contained episodes, as in Monster of the Week. You know, yeah. I mean, some of right. them had a little they're, bit they're, of a feel like that, but they're not, not standalone yet. like that. They're not right. standalone where you can watch it out of sequence. And you wouldn't be confused. You have to watch it in sequence. Well, you'd be confused about like the the interpersonal characters. relationships. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the characters would confuse you. Um, but uh, but yeah. But otherwise, uh, yeah. It. I mean, I think it's like I said. It's the way Simon uh, Pegg and Nick Frost uh, collaborate. I mean, that's just their humor. They've got that quirky sense of you know, uh, British life is so stiff upper lip. We've got to make fun of it, and that's fine. Um, you know, because it's like you know, if you've ever seen End of the World or was it it's the End of the World? Not End the of bar, the World, was it? The bar at the end of the world, I think it's called. Was it? Yes, or something like that. Yeah, um, that you know, it's the same feel. That was that was funny. Um, that one. Yeah, so it's got that same. This also could have fit in there some in some weird way, you know. Uh, but I did enjoy it. Um, I did like the fact that it didn't feel like they were trying to be like, huh, huh, it's funny, right? Huh, funny? No, like they, it's. It's British humor. It's, it's definitely drier. You know, you're you're not oh, looking for it was a pratfall, you know, and stuff yeah. like that. Um, but you know, but I I thought it worked really well, and I and it was great to see. We've seen Nick Frost in a variety of characters. I mean, usually he plays like the the horrible best friend, but we've also seen him as the incompetent cop, et cetera, et cetera. Here he was just much more like basic British guy, and so it was kind of cool seeing him in a leading role, but not doing anything over the top in that leading role. Yeah, but okay. he, he was more like 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 an expert in his field. This is what it was. He, right. You know, like very, very competent guy, but dealing with issues. So he, he felt very relatable, you know? Right. Well, in times, I actually felt like you could almost imagine this happening in not, you know, maybe not, the, <laughs> not the, the, uh, the, the, the um, conspiracy part parts, of it, but yeah. just, but like you imagine like you just started some job and this guy's like, yeah, I'm really in the ghost stories. And being like, hey, I know a haunted place. You want to go over? To-? Like you could, it felt like that. It didn't feel overly, overtly supernatural per se very often. It felt like, oh, this guy's just really into the paranormal and I'm his partner and I just got this job. So I just kind of have to follow him wherever he goes right now, even though his yeah. job is not the paranormal. You know? Yeah. Did we like the chemistry with the two protagonists? Did we like the chemistry between Elton 
and Gus. I can't say Elson. Just like <laughs> that's we'll his call, name. Call him Lionel. <laughs> well. Well, as a Lionel, yeah. No, no, his name is Elton. He's had it changed. His name is Elton, you know. Um, I no, I, I did enjoy it. At first, I was worried about how it was going to go down. Nothing that happened. I was just worried how they were going to develop it. But I, I just thought it was it was good. I like the fact that, again, it's not an American show. So you didn't have, like, the black guy being like, what you talking about? Or, or being offended or, or looking to be offended about blank, blank, blank. You know, it was very much two guys working together. And, you know, trying to suss it out. Like, you know, like, I right. don't know what to say to you. I don't know what to say to you. And, you know, that kind of a thing. Okay. I I really, I, I thought their chemistry worked well. Like, and the progression. It wasn't, like, mm -hmm. it wasn't, like, you know, like, uh, episode, We're best friends now. Yeah, episode two, they're best friends. No, it was, like, episode right. one, uh, um, Gu uh, Gus is still, like, apprehensive of Elton. He's, like, I don't really know about this guy. I don't really want a partner. But this guy, you know, like, he, he's not the worst. I'll, I'll give him more time and see. And then it wasn't until, like, episode, towards the end of episode three and episode four is when you really see, like, they're like, wow, you know, like, uh, even though you don't like ghosts, but I like ghosts, but you're still here. And you, you want to stick with this job. And, and you're actually the the first real friend I'm making in a long time. Right, so but also I, Elton did did almost quit though. Don't forget. Yeah, yeah, no, he that's was what like, I'm yeah, saying. I'm not coming back. He's like, I'm not coming back. <laughs> that's know? what I'm saying. But it wasn't until because yeah. then um, uh, Gus goes to pick him up, and he's like, you know, like try it out for a little bit longer. You know, you're, you're, yeah. you're, you're actually pretty cool. You know, like, I want yeah. I want you around. Well, I think they did a good job with all the characters. I, I mean, I I well, I like the sister. I didn't like the way they introduced the sister um, at first, but I like the character of the sister uh, right. Helen. Um, and I like the actress a lot. I, yeah. Did you guys ever watch Crazy Head on the Netflix? No. no. Oh, it's actually really funny as hell. It's it's really really funny. Uh, she stars in that. I can't think of the other one that she stars with. Uh, I won't even go into what it's about. Definitely look at it on Netflix. It's it's a lot of fun. And uh, and since we just recently reviewed it, we should also recognize her from. Mm, recently reviewed. Um... No. She was in Enola Holmes. She was the black woman that put Sherlock in his place. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I didn't yeah. recognize her with her hair all the way down. Yeah. But uh, but I really liked her. Like I said, but I didn't like her introduction as much. Um, uh, and of course, I mean, I, I can't, it's hard for me to not like Malcolm McDowell. Like I've seen some badass, I mean, some really horrible movie he's been in. And I'm like, why? But he himself is always enjoyable. Yeah, he's, it was hilarious. Cause like uh, when they, when, the first scene where he comes in, you know, where Gus is home and he's just on his computer and you just see like movement behind him. And yeah. like, you know, they were trying, it's like, you got to appreciate like the, cause you're going into watching this series thinking, Oh, this is going to be some like jump scare, supernatural type of horror type of thing with some comedy on the side. And right. like they play, they play it lightly where you have Malcolm's character coming down creepily because he's on a slow you know uh, um stair thing to help the, the elderly right but it's it's like they're not meaning it to be creepy because but they're playing the creepy music behind it right and when he comes out and he's like oh no it's just my my father-in-law well you even see his face like yeah. you know behind him for a little bit you know no they did a great job because you because you don't i mean this could have been a show about him living with a ghost i mean yeah. you didn't know <laughs> yeah. but that shit was just so hilarious because because a lot of fun you you like 
me as the viewer, I was anticipating Gus to be like freaked out or something. But then he just turns around and he's like, oh, hey, dad, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> All right. I mean, and I agree. I mean, um, the 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 characters, I definitely like the way they were built up and how they, you know, how they interacted with each other and, and how they were all unique. I will say this. How did you guys feel about the pacing of the show? The pacing was mostly fine. I thought those, some of their storytelling was very confusing. Like, I, I think, the, especially when it came down to Astrid, like, I mean, I, I get what happened, but her, even by the time they finalized her story, it was still confusing. Like, it was just like, it felt like that was the part that they didn't fully flesh out. Or if they did, something was left on the cutting room floor that made it work perfectly. This one was like, it's not just that it was disjointed. It it just didn't make sense, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah, did, her story didn't really make too much sense until um, the last episode where they fully explain what happened to her. But you, you get hints throughout the story because... Right. When when she's looking up on Wikipedia, she's like, I, I, they they ask her, like, oh, where'd you find that? On this place called Wikipedia, they have everything here. Right. Or or um, damn, what was the second thing? Oh, when she they're talking about when she's talking to Helen about watching Princess Mononoke. Right. So if if you are a Studio Ghibli fan, which I am, you would know that Princess <laughs> Mononoke came out in 1997. So since she saw, I saw it in the summer, and then Helen goes, I didn't realize it was in the movies. So right there, right. It, it triggered me. I'm like, wait a second. This girl's stuck in the 90s. Right. There's something going yeah. on here. Look at her outfit. Nobody wears that I, anymore. Well, when, when she said that about uh, Prince Mononoke, um, like I knew there was something weird with it. But again, it's it's not about whether you knew anything was weird about it. It's just their explanation of it. Yeah. Just it didn't work. I just didn't think it, it fit the rest of the show. Like the rest of the show was kind of clear of what was going on. Even if it was over the top and silly, it was clear of what was going on. This one, it got really muddled. And I also don't feel that the the muddledness, it wasn't a deserving payoff. It wasn't like when you watch Dirk Gently and that's just all over the place. But at the end, it's like this brilliant bring together of everything. This one was like, sure, I've seen your conclusion and who Astrid really is and what happened, da da da. But it, it felt like, and because it also didn't add anything specifically to the story it was like this other story that you didn't have enough information about to be interested in got resolved and you're like mm-hmm. oh okay yeah, it, it was <laughs> you know? it, it feels I, I i see what you're saying like it feels like they resolved it quickly to not explain elton's powers at all right that's yeah, what, that's yeah what exactly did. yeah that's what it felt like and it felt like they were trying to be funny, like, here's this thing that we've been hiding from you. But like I said, it, it wasn't it wasn't that important at the end. <laughs> you know, like you know, it's just I just that was like the weakest part I thought for it. But otherwise I thought the pacing of it, I thought it was good. I mean, you know, I'm I watch a lot of British TV as as the audience out there knows. Um I watch a ton. Wait, so wait, wait, wait. You? Yeah, man. <laughs> you know. Um so <laughs> really? you know, so I'm very used to British pacing. So I know when I was you know, a kid, I used to find it slow. I'm not saying that this one's slow, but like I'm just used to it not being at American pace. So I don't know. Did you guys find it slow? Did you find it slow? I found it very slow. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yes. And that's why I brought it up because, I mean, pacing for me is a thing, you know, when when you're doing storytelling and when you're trying to break, especially over the course of an eight-episode arc, you know, 
that's, you know, you got to kind of pick it up and kind of, you know, keep a certain pace going. And there's some episodes that are going to be slower than others. I, and I'm not lying to you. I fell asleep throughout every episode. Oh, wow. And it's you not are, that it was you bad. Are. <laughs> no, and it's not that it was bad. Um, I mean, they were like, what, half hour episodes for the most part? Some of, them were, some of them were a little bit longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah potato, potato, I get you. But, <laughs> but what I'm saying is that even though they were short, they just felt long to a degree in every episode. Like, it took me a while to like, you know, there was some, like like the one where they were in, the, in their Comic-Con, that one moved okay. But even the first two or three, it was just, you know, it was hard. It was hard to to, to, to keep it the pacing. I had to watch each yeah. episode twice. Ralph, all I'm hearing is that he's an uncultured bastard and needs to watch more shows of, of British America. That's exactly no, what I heard. slow as fuck. That's what it is. That's it's exactly slow what as fuck. Listen, no, it really, I mean, seriously, it, it was not slow. I mean, I've seen slow not. stuff, it was, but it just, it moves it like, be, it, it moved like British television. Like, you know, it's just, Listen, you, know, you watch another, you just get used to it. If you think this it's is real, slow. It's, it's their pacing. Watch yeah. Japanese drama. Oh my god! <laughs> I, I've watched manga and a manga. Oh, yeah, yeah, manga. yeah. Well, like watch Iron Man or Wolverine. Yes, <laughs> that that's the way. It didn't feel like that to me. But and, and mind you, I, you know, I was watching it and I was interested. But I don't know. Just every time I fell out, and maybe like I like said, episode with the with the with, with the Comic Con, and then the last two episodes moved at a at a better pace. But the rest was just you know, it took a while for me to like really get into it. My that's why I asked about pacing. Mike, I know I know the formula to keep uh, the cap entertained. You gotta have caffeine. A, well, you gotta have at least like one like hot person or like a boob or like uh, some erotic that's you, scene bro. in I order to say, to perk them up. That's, that's you, that's bro. You. That's, that's you. That's that you, formula that's works for bro. everybody. It works for everybody. <laughs> well, well, anyway, I'm not saying it was bad. Like I said, but I had to watch it twice. It was something that 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 was my big pet peeve about. It. I didn't like. Um, how it was paced as a whole. There were episodes that were good, but as a whole. <clears throat> but I did like the characters, and I did like, you know, like, I did like the father-in-law a lot. That's, is that, um, Malcolm what's the his name? Oh, my goodness. Love that. Yeah, Love that's that. what I said, Malcolm McDowell, he's, like I said, he's been in several questionable mm -hmm. films over right. his long career, but but he is always just entertaining to watch. I mean, he, yeah. Was that, no, that wasn't him. I'm I'm confusing him with someone else. Uh, who's the guy okay. in Yes Man? I don't know. They played the like the yes. guru. Oh, I oh, I, I know you're talking about. Yeah, but I can't uh, <laughs> but also what I liked about the show was that um, again, very different than American, uh, not just the pacing, but than American uh, Terrence um, Stamp scripting. Well, scripting is that uh, it's like the people just felt like very down to earth. Like you know what I mean? It it wasn't. Like, like, you know, the Americans are always like, oh, he's the specialist of the, and they're the greatest of this. And it, it's just like, I, I, it's what I enjoy about British television is it's a lot of that. They, they, they do their things in earnest very often. It's, you know, Astrid was attractive, but in American TV, she'd be like the hottest thing you've ever seen. You know, like it's <laughs> everything is just always built to the nth degree. It's kind of like, to me, it's almost like a. How like when when we've asked in the past when we've talked about Marvel and DC, it's like right. I find like British television to be Marvel and American television to be DC, whereas like DC okay. everybody is the greatest this that and the other, and it's got to be the god of this and the master of so and so. Right. Whereas Marvel's like we're just regular heroes trying to get by, <laughs> you know. Very very blue collar, very like yeah. um dirt dirt dirtier elbows type stuff. Yeah. 
more um, relatable. They, well, they, I'd say they, well, they, yeah, they more relatable. They go for more talent than specific looks. You know, that's that's the way uh, a lot of the British television works. And I enjoy that because you right. feel you feel very much like if you like a character, you feel like you really could be that character. You know, very relatable on that in that way. I hear I hear mm-hmm. what you mean. Um, how do we feel about the horror and spook factor that they introduced for this particular series? Now, once again, this is a series that we. we I mean, the last show we did. We did, um, oh shoot. Um, Hellstrom. Hellstrom. And that was meant, <laughs> even though it was on Hulu, it was meant for ABC and it felt that way. How did you feel about the horror and spook factor for this particular show? Was it appropriate? Do you feel like they could have been a little bit more? What do you think? Well, it was, it was just the right amount for what they were going for because it was, mm-hmm. uh, it's not meant to be a, a thriller or, you know, like a, the massive jump scares every moment, you know? It, it was meant to be sort of a spoof a little bit. I, I could see it's like a little spoof on like um, like those ghost shows, the ghost reality shows. Right. But with a a somewhat real paranormal element behind it is, right. is, is what the feeling I was getting. So it didn't have to be scarier. And just the, right. just the episode where they go to investigate the beast um, and you see mm-hmm. that it's, it's not real. You know? Right. Like that's that's yeah. like, there was scary moments when you see them like they're chasing and they're running away. Well, that was also that was also very hounds of the Baskerville yeah kind of a feel because the whole thing is that like you have these ghostly beasts, this ghostly hound, and then you find out that, that wasn't real either, you know. Right. Um, but I but I definitely agree with Ralph, and I also think that uh, I thought that they let the comedy be comedy and the horror be horror. And again, it doesn't mean that the horror was scary. It's just that they they left the horror as horror and not as comedy. I was actually reading something from uh, Simon Pegg that he was saying, he goes, when you do horror comedy, since that's what he's done a lot of, uh, that he's become famous for, he goes, you kind of have to let horror be its own. Because if you if you start adding too much comedy element to horror, then it's not really horror at all. It's just a comedy right. that's got gore effects, you yeah. know? Um, and that's and you could see that here. And if you think of his other movies, most of his other movies are like that. There might be something a little bit humorous, but he doesn't belittle the horror. He tries to leave the horror as what it is, but then you have your comic moments all around it, you know. I thought, yeah. and I felt that that's the same thing they did here. To me, it was kind of, of yeah, like when they were like uh, injecting the like the nanobot in the eye and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, it was just yeah. like, ooh, <laughs> that was that was a little bit, you know, a little yeah. too much. I felt my lunch lurch a little bit. I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh yeah, that... poking the I, eye. I don't know, man. <laughs> I can't even do Lasix. <laughs> watching that i think i'll never do lasix <laughs> well lasix is pretty different from getting injected nanobots into your eye yeah is that's it pretty though? true <laughs> well you sound like Bob now. Is it though? exactly is it though <laughs> holy shit um, i'm over there too nice oh, yeah. <laughs> let me ask it, you this this is really freaky friday oh wow <laughs> heaven forbid let me ask you this because um, we talked about all these characters we didn't really um kind of talk about this one um, how do we like Astrid and when did you realize she was special? Um, I, I really liked her more towards the end. Once you actually realize what she is, cause throughout the whole time, I'm just questioning, like, is she, is she really there? Like after the scene in the hospital for a long time, I thought that one of the other spirits that were chasing her actually like got into her and like possessed mm-hmm. her. I thought that for okay. a little bit. Yeah, I wondered if that was going to happen. I didn't think about it happening, but I wondered if that's where they were going to go. Yeah. You know. But then, at the at the end, 
then I, I, I really liked her because even though you could tell, like, she was given the second chance to, to, to live, right? Spoilers. Um, by her mother and with the help of Elton. And she's she has this sort of renewed taste for life now. But even though she's been given the second chance, she gives it up to do the right thing, you know, right. to save the day and to help everyone who who would have gotten their heads blown up if she hadn't right. helped. So I and also I I really liked yeah. her because of that. And also I think it's a little bit of, you know, with the storytelling, it's like yes, it's all wonderful and romantic and 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 touching that her mother, you know. You know, gave up so that her daughter could have her second chance, but it's like that wasn't for the mother's decision either. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like like the fact that she was being haunted by the ghost and stuff like that is just like, well, it's nice that you gave her a second chance, but that's kind of the universe's option, not yours. You know, that kind of a feel. So that when she does sacrifice sacrifice herself at the end, um, it I like that. I mean, you know, granted, there's still if there is going to be a second season, because there's been no announcement one way or the other, but if there is a second season, obviously there's still a chance that she can come back uh, since she's in this machine. Um, but I still like the fact that it and nice and tidy of like, and yeah, see, you know, the girl's great because she's the girl and that's why she's saved. It's like, no, no, she's got little things to answer for first, you know, and so right. does everyone else. Well, yeah, I mean, but I, also, but I didn't like the motive. I'm sorry. Like that's my thinking of the ghost and, and where it came from. I didn't like the motivation though for Helen. Like her jealousy leading to her agoraphobia, <laughs> oh. leading to her insane. Like I was just like, I mean, yeah, but that's like to the nth degree, and eh. yeah, that, that was a little bit reaching <laughs> you know? of why she yeah, was agoraphobic. Was, yeah, I was like, I don't get it. That was a, that was another one of those that felt like it felt like they had made they had written her as agoraphobic, and then without actually needing a reason, they decided to give us a reason. Like, like right. you know, people can just become agoraphobic. They, you know, I mean, yes, it's something traumatic, but like maybe something she didn't know what it was. But like the fact that they went out of their way to give a reason is just kind of like the same thing with Astrid's story. It was like, oh, that was unimportant for you to give me any of that. <laughs> I don't really think she was agoraphobic. She just said she she didn't do well in crowds because if she was truly agoraphobic, she would have never been able to leave the apartment, even to oh, they have to a yeah. It's different degrees. It's not so black and white. But but I do agree though that like especially around the middle when she she it's not even the she got near, she drove over to to um to Gus's house. No, no, she, she to took a cab. Dad. She took a cab. Or took a cab. But I'm sorry, yeah. she took a cab. But I'm like, yeah, that's no. She would. She's she's not going to, to venture that far, and especially in a car with someone she does not know. Yeah, <laughs> she know? was like the the serious case of agoraphobic. Which they led us to believe she was. Yeah. You know. Right. Yeah. You know, I was just like, yeah, it seems more she was more stage fright than anything. But yeah, yeah so I, like I, said, I wasn't a fan of that part of the character. Like I said, otherwise, like I said, I love the actress. And I like the way she portrayed the sister. Otherwise, it's just the backstory part. I was like, yeah, you could have left without that. A little right. bit better. What do we think about yeah. the lead man himself, though? Even though he wasn't very, in it very much. I say the lead man because he's the most famous. Simon Pegg as Dave. Oh. He was Dave, the funniest boss in the world. Hilarious. Like, but, but it was just that, that twist at the end that you're like, because I knew something was up with him. I knew yeah. something was up with him. Yeah. I was I was okay. hoping he wasn't going to be the villain, and I'm glad he wasn't, you know. Yeah, he, he was technically like, I guess, you can even consider him the protector for... Right, if, if or really, something along that line. Really yeah. want to. But it was just hilarious, because, like, I'm thinking he's going to be like, like the hard nose, like, 
well, you know, you, you can't really do that, you know. But it's more like, Gus, my man, you are the number one installer. <laughs> I love you. Have my babies kind of guy. Right, I, was yeah. like, <laughs> I was like, damn. He's like, like, Gus. Uh, Gus goes, well, don't worry. Um, we're not going to, you know, invoice the company for any use of gas on our personal time. Gus, don't you worry. Uh, you feel free to invoice us for any team building activities you feel are necessary. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, no, I mean, he, he was the boss. He was like the boss you wanted, but I did love, but I mean, at the same time, he wasn't all goodness and light. And that's what I love because like, he's just like, eh, whatever happened to that partner, uh, you know, that, that guy, and he's just so bad mouthing him slightly. And he's like, uh, he's just right here. That I, you know, cause what did he say? Like, he's like, oh, you're my favorite employee or something like that. And then um, he's like, you know, you're my favorite employee or something along that line. He's like, you know, but that other guy, da da da, da he's right here. <laughs> Who's the handsomest? <laughs> but did you get rid of that girl? She's right here. That pixie beautiful girl. You know, like, that's just cracking me up. My favorite one is where he goes, Gus, you are our number one installer. And then Elton goes, how about me? You are our 28th installer. Wow. Yeah, wow, that's pretty I good. I did really like that. <laughs> It was just was like, great. Well, you did ask. <laughs> no, Simon Pegg was just absolutely fantastic. Even though it's like his character, what I liked about his character is that it did keep you guessing. Like you had no idea, yeah. besides being the boss, what his character purpose was supposed to serve. And you knew there was some purpose, but like I did like the fact that they kept you like, is he the bad guy? Is he good? Guy? Is he clueless? Is he involved? You know, I have I have two things that I liked about just that whole um, underlying storyline of someone watching him. Throughout mm-hmm. the whole thing, like oh, sending that emails, was that, was that was hilarious. And then when um, when he rolls out the eight G, he's like, "We're gonna have to roll out the eight G." <laughs> and his assistant's like, "Eight G, but we're just rolling out six. It's like, no, we're always a, a couple of G's ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's just how technology works. We're always a couple of G's ahead. Goodness, <laughs> oh man. And, now, and that wig, that 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 wig, man! Oh yeah! <laughs> oh my god! That wig was painfully great. <laughs> oh my god! And Gus, Gus was just like, I don't want to acknowledge it. Like, I, I just don't. Well, wanna... He didn't. I mean, he just honestly just. It was just kind of like how you noticed. No one else except for um, except for Gus. No, except for Gus acknowledged Elton John's name. Like oh, for yeah. the most part, everyone was just kind of like, eh, it's your name. You know, Gus is like, no one finds this weird. Yeah. But like right. when, when when Elton is just like, oh man, that, that wig's hard to miss. And he's like, what wig? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like Robin Hood Men in Tights. I have a mole. <laughs> one, one of the funny parts too is like where he goes, um, so, so what was your real name? Lionel Richie. No, seriously. You know, that was my name. And yeah, you switched and, and, no, and no one else and no one else noticed that as weird either. <laughs> you know. Oh, Let me ask you guys, what did you guys think about the big bad? Which one? Um, which you're well, talking about well, the guy, the well, doctor? Well, 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 well Dr. Peter uh, um Toynbee. What did you guys think of him? He was a his little character a little bit over good? the top. I was just about to say those exact words. I thought he was a little over the top. Yeah. Um I, I think they could have still kept him crazy, but his crazy was a little bit over the top crazy as opposed to villainy crazy. Um, so that part I wasn't as happy with. Um, I expected a little bit something, I don't know, like not harsher, but just a little bit deeper out of the villain, uh, considering what he was doing. Yeah, um, right. Granted, I mean, what he was up to was still horrible. In fact, he was going to commit mass murder, <laughs> violent mass murder, 
200 people, to 200 hopefully, people. To hopefully <laughs> obtain immortality, you know, in, in another uh, world. In another world, he has like, killed himself as well, right? Um, but I just thought that, like, uh, I think that's I think in the villain itself, not in his actions, because again, I thought the horror part of the actions they kept separate from the comedy, but I think they applied a little too much comedy to the villain, and I think that was not good for that, yeah, you mm. know, I agree. So, so, you, so you felt like they should have kept a lot of that comedy away from the villain. Just, just a, a tad, a, a little bit of what they put in there. I think they should have pulled back, and I think that would have made him even more dangerous. You know, it's, al- it's, al- it's almost—it's almost like the the effect of um, what they did to Hela in Thor Ragnarok when you made her too funny. Right. It took away from her yeah. menacingness. Right. No, I, yeah. no, I totally agree. Totally agree. Absolutely. Um, and how how were we with the way everything was resolved for, the, for for season one or series done? I don't know. We don't know if it's going to come back for a second season. How you guys were with the resolution? Resolutions. Well, I I, I like that, you know, they they saved Richard and everyone else. I thought that was good. Um, I, I was saddened by seeing Astrid uh, sacrifice herself, essentially. And you can see mm-hmm. Elton's sadness. You know, I, I, I felt that. Especially since he's like, damn, I just kissed a girl and then she chose to die. <laughs> right. But oh, you know yeah. the good part for, about Astrid being in, in that machine is that like now when people talk about it, they can honestly say, "Well, she's well built." <laughs> oh. <laughs> Didn't think you'd do it, but you did. <laughs> and then, um, but then when you see uh, Simon Pegg's character, and then uh, uh, what they call their JoJo, right? Like, yeah, mm-hmm. just the, the big reveal that they're actually super beings from i guess from another dimension as well and they they've come here either you don't know their their true purpose you know simon's peg simon peg's character is like a more benevolent one than jojo's character than jojo's uh so so it's like you don't know what's gonna happen which is a good way to set up for the second season if they have one there'd be more hopefully there'd be more explaining it seems like if they're setting up for a second season it'll be bigger there'll be a bigger conspiracy that'll be going on right well i mean because the thing is um what was her name jojo you said Uh, that was the name of the character yeah that's what i'm saying jojo um that she wanted the 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 killings and this quote-unquote ascension to happen Mm -hmm. which then begs the question of obviously he wasn't just going to become immortal or maybe he wasn't maybe he was just going to die but i wonder if if him doing whatever he was going to do was opening something yeah like an invasion because she was very disappointed that it didn't happen so i'm like okay obviously you're not disappointed that he did not obtain immortality (laughs) you know that as far as we're aware they she didn't know him or didn't seem to know him um uh, and so Simon Pegg, like you said, he seems like he's more of a protector or at least, uh, let's say if, if they're both, like I said, higher beings from the same realm, maybe if he's not protector, maybe he's trying to keep the game fair, if you want to put it that way. Um, right. Who knows? But it is interesting to see where that will go. Yeah, it was it was Kelly McDonald was the name of the actress. Okay. So it'll be interesting to see where, where they, they take that or if they get a chance to take that. I'm hoping they get a second season out of it. I yeah. think they will. I mean, just because, I mean, my humble opinion, it was okay, but you know, it I can see that where it has legs and it'll, it'll, it can keep going. So we already know um, who's going to yeah. have the lowest rating. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well, do we have anything else to say before we go into renaming and ratings? I'm good. Nope. Okay. Fine. Let's do it. Renaming the series. I'll go first because I kind of fell asleep for 
um, a lot of it. And the one thing that kept on my mind was, wow, look at that logo of that freaking of that cable van. Shameless subliminal promotion. Mm-hmm. Really? It's Smile and it's for Amazon Prime? Please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Ralphie. That was the name? That's what you renamed it? Yes. That's what it I took me a second to get that one, too. I was like, what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to rename it. If you got a ghost problem, call Gus. There you go. Oh, goodness. <laughs> That's pretty straightforward. Yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> Mike. I have to bring my talents to bear as always. I would rename it The Immortal, The Ghost, and The Wig. <laughs> and The Wig. Because The Wig had its own character, yeah. It really wasn't. Like, that That wig better have purpose. Because <laughs> even that, even JoJo was like, and look at that wig. <laughs> All right, so let's go into it. Ratings for, excuse me, ratings for, um, I was like, Truth Busters, what is wrong with me? <laughs> Truth Seekers. That, that's a whole Ralph. other show. Yeah. Oh, wow. I give True Seekers um, nine, five, nine, eight. No, it was seven, nine out of ten. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give it five and a half. Oh, I five. fell asleep. Oh, wait. There was a slideshow out of ten. <laughs> Very sad. Very sad. When when, Ter- when Terrence Stamp said that, I was like, I can relate. <laughs> Mike, um, I give it eight. My name is Elton John, but I was born Lionel Richie. Out of ten, that's fucking crazy. <laughs> All right, so there you have it. Truth Seekers, not to be mistaken with Truth Busters. Hopefully, there's a season two. Maybe it'll pick up the pace. But guys, don't go anywhere. Geeks on the go. That's next. <laughs> Geeks on the go. Now we have more truth. Seekers. A lot more truth. It's going to set you free. (laughs) Oh, Lord. (laughs) All right, everybody. You guys know the segment. I give quick questions. They give quick answers on all things geek. And we make it under a minute every now and again. Um, We'll see how how short my questions are and hear them complain about it. Because when they're long, they complain. When they're short, they complain. So either way. You guys ready? Yeah. All right. Here we go. Ready, set, Go. Name three bat villains that could be killed off and would actually make the bat universe better. Mike. I'm not going to go obscure the Riddler, the Penguin, and the Joker because it would be better than what they're doing with them now. Wow, okay. Ralphie Boy. I would have to say uh, Two Face, the Joker, and it's a toss up between the Riddler and uh, King Shark. All right. I can't trust that a bat villain, but okay. Um, who could you who could you see in the cast of the American version of Truth Seekers, Ralph? Nobody, because there's no fucking way there could be an American version of this show. It just wouldn't. Wow. Like, there'd be no. That's that's like trying to put okay. That's your, that's your an answer. AC plug into Mike. a DC you know outlet. Like come Mike, on, Mike, go. <laughs> John Goodman as Gus, Titus Burgess as Elton, who then in America would be uh, named Justice Bieber. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> alright no which comic, no, which no. comic moment was more iconic the death of Jean Grey or the death of Jason Todd's Robin Ralph I mean they both feature characters who die and come back so who the fuck cares wow that, that, that is an answer and time's up on top of that Mike uh, killing off that Robin especially by popular vote was an iconic moment for writers and readers alike 
Wow. Okay. I thought Mike was going to go Jean Grey with that one, but okay. I mean, her her death. I mean, I. It's not. Her death was wonderful and it was well done and it it it, it, it spans so many issues. But, um, I mean, you know, you're talking about a character that was in a book that wasn't as heavily read, and you're talking about Robin, even though it's not the original Robin. It's like that's huge, <laughs> you know. And then the way that he comes back is just even crazier. No, no, that was just stupid. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in a Lazarus pit. Well, then why did you age? Yeah. How are you as old as everybody else now? (laughs) It was the one that didn't have, uh, or he wasn't fully charged. So he he was only healed. He was only healed partway and he ages a little bit. Hate that character. All right, all right. Shout outs. Do we have any shout outs? Uh, do we have any shout outs, gentlemen? I would yes, like, to like to shout, shout out. out. Ooh, <laughs> go for it. I would like to shout out that guy right there, MFG. It's your birthday tomorrow. Celebrate national holiday. If it's not, it should be. I'm submitting the forms right now. Congratulations. It's now a national holiday. Your birthday. <laughs> That's right. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. All 27 years I've been on this planet, 72. I have never felt that warm. <laughs> Mike, At your age, you, it's good to feel warm because when you get cold, it means you're dead. <laughs> Mike, Mike, we talked about this. The police are at your door for all your lying. Right. <laughs> they can keep on knocking. I hear you knocking, but you can't come in. Stop. I hear you knocking, but you can't come. Woo! Oh, Wait, okay. Why right. can he sing on the show, but I can't? I didn't say he could sing. He just did it. It's his birthday. I let him do it. Um, That's right. My shout out is only one to Mike. Mike, I love you, bro. You've been a part of this podcast for seven years. You've been my friend for much longer. I can't even imagine what um, working at the other job, doing this podcast, or all around life would be without you. Dude, we love you. So glad that you're, that you're turning 78. You look good. You keep the grades away. <laughs> And again, I'd like to let you know what life would be like, misery and death. Um, <laughs> just imagine imagine 20 more years of Trump. Um, Damn. <laughs> but no, I'd like to shout out those wonderful people that I do this podcast with. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> the other podcast I was thinking about that I do with the people that I really like. But to anyhow, to Ralph and Kath, who I actually sort of do like, ah, these guys are fantastic and I do appreciate you guys and couldn't ask to turn another year older with any better people. Richer people, yes, but not better people. (laughs) But I also would like to to make a shout out to all those people that vote, that are keeping the faith out there and are believing the truth and not the lies. Keep it strong. And hopefully, by the time we do our next podcast, we'll actually have a president of the United States by this point. Wow. (laughs) Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, Yeah. yeah. Oh man, so I guess um I mean without without anything else need to be said, I guess we're done for tonight, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Well that's it. All right. Yeah. So for the birthday boy, MFG Mike the Finance Guy, Woo-hoo! and the birthday boy from a couple of weeks ago, Ralph the Tech. Yeah. This is the cap saying keep it geeky and we'll see you next time. <laughs>